Da, da, da. All right. You know where I am? I'll tell you where I am right now. I'm on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. I'm also on um, YouTube. And uh, guess what else I'm on? Can you guess? Do you have the slightest idea what I'm on? No, it's not crack. I am on Facebook Live. I am on Facebook Live. I am on YouTube. I am on the internet. I am bad. I am nationwide. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all persuasions. Um, I think it's children of all ages. I don't know why I changed it to persuasions. Um, I like the word better. Um, you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. And we come to you every day live at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time as your daily uh, distraction from all the weirdness, anxiety, hoopla, and anger in the world today. Even when I talk about something serious, and every once in a while, every once in a while I go, I need to talk about something serious. Um, uh, I don't do it in an angry way. Um, but I, I heard some great stuff today I'm going to share with you. I mean, just philosophically, not like, hey, you got a million dollars. Not that kind of great stuff. Um... What can I tell you? Oh, uh, last night, I want to thank, I want to thank Paul Green, Jim Perry, and Kevin Brown for uh, entertaining people last night on our uh, live Zoom show, Tony Vizic Presents uh, Sunday Night's Funnier. It was a great show. Uh, these guys have done these shows before. It's kind of hard to get comics to do these shows right now uh, because they're afraid. They're afraid of them. They go, I don't know. I don't know how that'll work. Eh. You know, uh, and uh, you realize how much, and, and you know what? And uh, some of them have legitimate reasons, like uh, like uh, I got a weird-looking face. So, um, I can get that, okay? But uh, the ones who have been doing it with us have been having so much fun, and we've been having so much fun uh, uh, putting these shows on. So once again, thanking uh, Kev the All-Star, um, Jim Perry, and uh, Paul Green. And uh, Shirley and I have fun putting them on. We do. It's so cool. Um I was thinking about something today, and I just want to share it with you, uh, because uh, I talk with some friends of mine, some things that they're going through, and hearing some things people are going through, and I'm just going to say this. Um, if we shut down this world over the disease of alcoholism, uh, the way we've shut down over coronavirus, uh, this world would never open. This world would never open. So uh, uh, I realize uh, you're not going to catch alcoholism by someone coughing on you. But um, uh, still in all, it's a disease that affects millions and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people everywhere. Disease of addiction and alcoholism and kills uh, hundreds of thousands of people every year. So um, uh, we somehow cope with it. And I hope you're coping with whatever you got to cope with today. Uh, if you're looking for updates on my dog uh, and a lot of you tune in to go, you know what? We don't really care about you, Tony. I mean, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, but uh, let's have updates on Roscoe. Roscoe the dog, the black and tan um, dog who's mostly lab and partly something else. And uh, I'm not going to, and he's usually full of all sorts of things. Um, he had his stitches removed today and he is uh, he's safe and sound. And, um, uh, I was thinking about fear today and anxiety and how much worry I had about my dog uh, having uh, a big mass on his spleen. And I realized that the dog wasn't worried about it. The dog had no idea he had a mass on his spleen. He <laughs> the dog did not for one second go, son of a 
bitch. I got a mess. How did this happen? Why is God punishing me? Oh, my God. And I was going to do so many things. Like nothing. Nothing. All he knew is that he didn't feel like running around as much as he used to. Uh, so I was the one that was worried. How much worry we take on? I don't know, man. I do not know. Um, like I said, we had a great show last Sunday. Uh, look for tonight on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, where I'll announce uh, our Father's Day show. We're gonna do a show on Father's Day. Now, after that, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start shaking it up a little. We're gonna start having the uh, Tony Visick presents show on different nights and try some different formats. And keep it alive. Uh, try to keep it uh, livening it up. So you want to watch for that because the only constant is change, and um, uh, the only thing I change every day uh, are uh, my shorts and pants and socks. I change my socks and my shorts and my pants every day. Same shoes every day. Sometimes I change hats. I change shirts every day too. So you know what? I change a lot. I'm, I'm a hi. well. That's what I meant by shorts. I wasn't going to say. My wife said. Underwear. Uh, no, I do, and I change them every day, uh, and I make sure. Here's uh, my. I have problems of abundance in my life. Uh, I have um, about 150 black Calvin Klein T-shirts. Would you say 150, Cheryl? Or is it more like 50 to 75? By about 75 black Calvin Klein T-shirts, I've got uh, dozens of black shirts with collars. And I've got a 30-day supply of underdrawers. So um, uh, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for the, uh, uh, the apocalypse, the hopocalypse, the whopocalypse, the whereapocalypse, uh, apocalypse, the apocalypse. I'm ready for it all. I'm ready for apocalypses. Don't even have to put uh, the first uh, uh, vowel or any group of consonants in front. I am prepared for apocalypses. So um, why am I in such a good mood? Because I uh, took a nap right before the show usually um and people go well that's that's what old guys do old guys take a nap uh and it's true old guys take a nap i can't say that that's false because i am uh by some accounts an old guy and i do take naps but i started i was taking naps when i was young i've done a lot i've got something hanging on my um surely Go over there and okay, would you please i don't want to order people around the uh, little door knocker uh, I'm not talking about anybody's knockers. Don't get weird. Uh, a little door knocker on the, um, on the door there. I'm going to show you something. My daughter made this for me when, uh, she was 10, which was, uh, 20. Well, I don't want to say how 20 years ago. All right. Well, look what it says. I don't know if you can read that. Can you read that? It says, halt. I am taking a dad nap. <laughs> and she made that for me. And uh, said, there, then you can hang it on your door. Uh, when she and I lived in Southern California, uh, when she was in um, grade school or junior high. And that way I'll know. And I've had it uh, to this day, and it still hangs on my door here in lovely Arizona, California. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing with yourself right now while this is going on. Some people are, for some people, their lives haven't changed. Some people, their lives have changed dramatically. Some people are handling this very well. Some people are handling it poorly. Some people think they're handling it well, but they are handling it poorly. But um, uh, I am uh, always taking a breath. First off, I'm taking a breath to make sure I can take one. I'm always taking a breath and uh, uh, acting out of uh, uh, anger or malice or anger uh, and uh, 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 allow myself to be calmed down before I have to make any sort of a decision. I was talking with a family member today who is uh, 
they were doing a Zoom business call from a Mammoth Mountain in California uh, where they were on a camping trip. And I thought, that's the way to handle a pandemic, if you can. You know, they still, uh, there's some challenges in their life, sure, but uh, they're still finding those things that will be fulfilling as well. And, I, you know, that's usually the first thing to go, isn't it? Whenever, whenever we're, uh, Kevin Brown says, uh, Seattle sure is handling it. You know, um, that's one of those things. I, and another thing I heard today where someone was talking about politics and people getting upset about them or, or the world, and, and they go, you know what, but it's not my job. And I've been rattling that idea around in my head for a while. And it doesn't, wouldn't really totally work because we all have to be involved to a certain level in things. But <laughs> a lot of people, myself included, decide to take on at least a lot of worry or anxiety over things that are out of their control. They're out of their control. It's not their job. What if we all just tried to do our job the best we could, the most honestly we could, uh, the uh, most ethically we could, okay? And that when we were finished with our job, we go, is there some way that I can help someone else? Even if it's just listening to what they have to, uh, what they need to talk about. Not what they have to say, their opinion. You know, I think that's one of the horrible things about social media. It's turned a lot of people into political pundits. They think they know things. Oh, you libtards. Oh, you Trumpsters. Trumpstards. You know, and uh, uh, it's just silly. I don't know what's going on in Seattle. I know that my uh, reactive part goes, get those people out of there. There's people that live there, businesses. People don't want to drive through, and I should have a right if I went up to Seattle right now and I rented a car and I wanted to drive through uh, that part of Seattle that no one should be able to stop me because I'm an American, damn it. You know, but I'm not going to rent a car and I'm not going to go to Seattle. I'll tell you a funny Portland story in a minute. Uh, and Portland's like Seattle, only uh, without the coffee. So uh, uh, I got, you know, as far as what's going on in Seattle right now, uh, uh, they, no one's killed anyone. No one's um, uh, uh, beat anybody bloody. <coughs> They're working it out. Should they have taken over the streets? I think not. Some people think they should. Okay, but I think not. Uh, I think there's different ways to do things, but I could be wrong. But right now, the city of Seattle's handling it pretty good because um, they're, not, uh, they're not running people over with bulldozers. Uh, they're not cracking skulls open, and they're working it through. And a year from now, a few months from now, a few weeks from now, that camp will be gone. That camp will be gone, and life will go on. And hopefully, whatever needs need to be addressed that caused that to happen, because it didn't happen just... It wasn't just a, it, it's, not, it's not just a situation of opportunity. It wasn't a bunch of people sitting around going, you know, it'd be fun. Let's go to downtown Seattle. First off, if you, I don't know when was the last time you were in Seattle. It's been a long time. But the last time I was there, uh, an area called Pioneer Square, which is a very historic, was a very historic, cool, hip place, had been taken over by uh, the homeless anyway. The homeless ran rampant through Pioneer Square, and somehow people found a way to deal with it. So now you've got activists and homeless have all kind of uh, 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 coagulated into one spot. <laughs> you know, and it didn't just happen. It wasn't like, okay, we got nothing to do. Let's uh, take over several city blocks. It happened because of something and something that has to be addressed. You know, it has to be addressed. 
I try to address that stuff in my everyday life. There's a test. You want to take a test? No, of course you don't want to take a test. But if you want to take a test, there's a test. And I'm going to give you the name, and I'm going to get it slightly wrong, but if you Google it, uh, you'll find it. It's the Harvard bias test. Now, some of you right away went, Harvard? All right, because you got a bias against Harvard. I get it. Okay. Uh, uh, Randy, uh, Randy uh, I, I almost says, uh, in my humble opinion, I-M-H-O, I-M-H-O, Seattle's much better than Portland for everything. Yeah, you know what? And Randy, uh, the entire time I spent in Portland and Seattle were always almost exclusively when I was touring as a comic and staying either at a hotel or an apartment they provided for me and bumming around. So I didn't get, you know, I just kind of got, all you're really getting is that tourist vibe. Although I used to do things like go sit in coffee houses or coffee shops. uh, And there's a big difference between a coffee shop and a coffee house. And I found uh, as much as I like coffee houses, the... Uh, as far as being able to pick up the rhythm of life and, and be able to eavesdrop on uh, fascinating things, the coffee shop is the place to be. Um, what the hell? All right, so I got... You know what, Randy? You sidetracked me there. Uh, all right, let me tell you my Portland story, okay? Because uh, uh, this isn't the first time these sort of things happen. In 1993, during the uprising over the Rodney King beating... Uh, during that time, I lived in Los Angeles, California. I lived in the San Fernando Valley. My daughter was three. Uh, I was uh, uh, in my first marriage. And I had gotten booked into a gig in Portland. And I called my wife and I said, come home early. She goes, they're, uh, they're letting us out early anyway. And I immediately, I wasn't planning on leaving that day. As a matter of fact, I think it was a couple days before. Uh, and we took off for Portland in our little uh, Honda Civic or Honda Accord. I remember stopping in a, at a hotel on the way up uh, near the Redwood Forests. Uh, I don't know if it's Redwood Forest, just Redwood Forest. Not Sherwood Forest, not Jellystone National Park. And uh, walking around amongst those redwoods in the quiet, majestic, spiritual serenity of the redwoods, realizing that uh, my city, uh, the city that I lived in at the time, the city that I still love, was in uh, horrible turmoil and going, wow, we're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong. But thinking that I was, you know, taking my family and fleeing to safety. Uh, wow, 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 wow. What happened here? Uh, trying to reconnect. I just, I just went totally off. I just went totally off. I'm going to hit finish. I'm going to hit cancel. There, it's... Uh -huh. Wow, 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 wow. Uh -huh. I just got totally kicked off of Facebook. Not kicked off. I'm not officially kicked off. It's that uh, for some reason, um, the live feed just went completely uh, bonkers. Um, and it's still not starting. So there. There, I'm back. I know I lost everyone. Uh, by the way, uh, you're now looking at part two of the uh, uh, Monday 2 p.m. living on a thin line. Uh, we completely disappeared and we came back. And I was right in the middle of a, of a pretty cool story. Pretty cool story to uh, share with you guys. Uh, we'll see if we get everyone back. You know, but for YouTube, you'll be able to uh, uh, catch it. And for um, Comedy Schools Radio Network, um, we didn't have issues there. I'll be honest with you. Usually if we have any issues at all, it's usually with YouTube. 
It's usually with YouTube that we have some issues. So uh, we're back. Uh, I know I lost everyone. And uh, you know what? They're probably not coming back. They're going, I'm going to go do something, uh, do something better. Um, I'll finish the Portland story on tomorrow's show. Okay. Uh, what I want to pick up with real quick right now is that this show is built around three things. One, two, three. And how much time do I have? Do I have time? I've been on 16 minutes. Okay. Uh, somebody's back. Uh, here, here, people are coming back now. There we go. Kevin Brown's back. David's back. I don't know what happened, guys. It just all said it said a uh, poor connection and uh, totally disappeared. So uh, uh, some of you are making it back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All of a sudden it said poor connection and uh, uh, I tried to uh, reconnect and it didn't connect. So uh, I'm back. Should I finish the story? I'm going to finish the story. This will be a, this will be a two-parter. Okay. Uh, anyway, during the Rodney King uprisings, okay, I left Los Angeles, going to Portland to do a gig. We got off on our exit off the freeway in Portland and drove right into a mini uh, a mini riot. So, um, <laughs> so I went from big riot to little riot, but uh, uh, still there it was. Still there it was. You know, and I got to think this. I got to think instead of complaining about what's going on in Seattle uh, with them taking a place over or, or uh, simply being uh, horrified by what happened in Minneapolis, you know, I got to think about how can I contribute. And sometimes the way that I and you can contribute, because I, I have no control over the Minneapolis Police Department. I have no control over any of that. But the way we can contribute is to be just a little better in everything that we do every day and a little better in how we treat people. Oh, I know what I was telling you about. So this is important. Okay? This is important. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we were able to come back. The Harvard bias test. It is a blind test. It doesn't mean it's given by a blind guy. It's a blind test. You cannot figure out from the questions at all which way to answer the questions. The Harvard bias test. And you cannot figure out how to answer the questions. And it's, a, a, it's, a, it's lengthy. It's not like three hours, but it's about an hour or so. And when you're finished, it will tell you what your bias, how, how your bias leans. And when I took the test, I came out as slightly favoring the company of white people, which I know, okay, which I know. I have worked ever since, you know, my dad was a closet liberal and the attitudes, uh, the racial attitudes and ethnic attitudes and class attitudes of my family, my neighborhood, my culture were not shared by my father. Although he did not feel comfortable talking, uh, uh, talking about it around his, his family because then the, then the whole Thanksgiving became about him. Uh, not agreeing with their biases and prejudices. But he, from the time I was very young, worked very hard to convince me that all of that animus was wrong, that racism was wrong and bias was wrong and prejudice was wrong, you know? And also, I read the Constitution, and I also read, it said, it said you know, all men are created equal, and I go, that means all men, okay? And then I realized that all men meant all women, you know? Uh, so... Um, if you get a chance, take the Harvard bias test, and it will tell you in a pretty accurate way where your biases lie. And by the way, if you don't like what the test tells you, 
That doesn't mean you're deficient. That doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean the test is wrong. It means you now have something that you can go on to improve yourself. And believe me, as long as you, uh, uh, that, yeah, I know, Tim. That's true. Tim Lawson said our parents did the same. You know, there was, there was so much of that where we grew up in the inner cities of St. Louis and then the surrounding counties later uh, where there were parents who um, uh, did, not, uh, did not share in the biases and prejudices and racism that was so prevalent in our culture. But for them to stand up against it, you know, at a 4th of July picnic and stuff was just almost impossible. But so instead, what our parents did... So many, a lot of parents, and I've talked to a lot of guys, uh, men primarily, for this conversation with my age over the years. What our parents did was quiet, in the quiet moments, when they talked to us personally, when they talked to us about issues, you know? And they go, it's wrong, it's wrong, what's going on is wrong. Uh, tomorrow, I will tell you a great story about my father and how uh, the, one of the most important things he did for my brothers and I to show us the insanity of uh, racism and and prejudice and bias. Anyway, take the Harvard bias test. You find out if you're uh, you find out if you're uh, a screaming racist son of a bitch. <laughs> it's Kevin Rudd goes. What's the test called again? It's the Harvard bias test. That's not the exact name of it, but if you put it in Google, if you put it in Google, it will pull the test up. Fascinating stuff. We all need to. If we, the more you learn about yourself. The more you can move forward. The more you learn about yourself, the more you can move forward. And I'm not going to force you to take it. I'm going to call you names. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just telling you about it. Okay. Let me get to the rest of the show, okay? Uh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Um, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I'm doing a free intro for my stand-up comedy workshops. It's free. It's tomorrow night at 6 p.m. We're trying to expand our footprint because uh, we have so much fun with what we're doing. We want to share it with other people. Uh, <clears throat> not just in Phoenix, not just in Tempe, not just in Scottsdale, not just in Maricopa. If you know anyone who could would possibly be interested in doing a stand-up comedy workshop, go to ComedySchools.com. Just copy and paste the meeting code and uh, password and give it to them. And all I have to do is pop on. They don't have to do diddly squat. You know what? I don't really like that phrase. Diddly squat. It's the, you know what? That is an uh, unappealing phrase to me. I'm not going to use it anymore. Uh, Cricket Gill pulled it up. Uh, implicit Harvard EDU. Im so it's here. Uh, uh, Cricket put it up. Uh, thank you, Cricket. Um, uh, put it up on uh, uh, the page here if anybody wants, wants to take a look at it. Um, I was, uh, when I took the test, I, it confirmed what I already knew about myself, you know, and confirmed things that I want to work on about myself. By the way, you know, you don't have to. I can live in my little bubble. I can live in my little bubble, and right now, you know, um, our bubbles are actually becoming real bubbles, you know, as, we, as we're isolated. But man, isn't this a great time to be able to work on something to make yourself a little better, isn't it? The truth of the matter is, uh, and my heart goes out to everybody who's directly affected by this, and who knows a year from now where I'll be. But right now, okay, I've done a lot of things and my wife and I have done a lot of things to try and make ourselves just a little better because we, we have the time right now because we got no commute. Take your commute time and kick the racism in your ass out the door. How's that sound? <laughs> 
That time you're usually on a freeway, use it to wrestle out that demon of racism. Get him out. Prejudice. All that sort of thing. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Hello, Don Shell. Um, tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Go to ComedySchools.com. Uh, the meeting idea and password for my free intro is there tomorrow night. Even if you've never thought about doing stand-up comedy and you got a free hour next tomorrow night at 6 p.m., um, check it out. You know, you don't have to turn your screen on or anything. You can mute yourself and just watch and listen. And I will blather on uh, specifically about how to write, rehearse, and perform stand-up comedy. It's a great workshop for those of you that want to be comics. It's a great workshop for people who are looking uh, just for something fun to do. It's a great workshop for people who are endeavoring into the fields of public speaking, uh, sales, uh, etc. Okay? All right. Oh, I want to show you this. This is so cool. All right, look at this. You see that? Look at that. Ah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that, YouTubers. YouTube is able to see it all together. You guys can't. What is that? That is a, um, that's like a zither, all right? And if you look at it, it's a one, I think it's a zither. It's a one-stringed instrument. One string. There's your tuning key. There's your one string. There's the whole, uh. And it's so cool. And you know where I got this? You'll never guess where I got this. You'll never guess where I got a wooden one-string zither. You'll never guess in the entire world. Okay, you ready to do it again? Didn't it sound good? Okay, uh, yes, okay, and you know where I got it? My daughter, my darling daughter, made this for me by hand, by hand. My daughter, and maybe we need to kind of get back to, was this from Seattle? <laughs> I bet you someone there in, in the nation of Chaz is playing it right now, okay, playing something like this. My darling daughter went into the forest and found a, uh, a piece of wood that had uh, fallen from a tree, and then cut it up and carved it, okay? And then went and got the nylon and bought the key and made this totally by hand. Totally by hand. Yeah? And I think that is just simply stunning. And maybe it's because we don't, uh, from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I am still fascinated by the fact that she did that. You know, uh, my wife has one of those incredible uh, uh, green thumbs. Uh, I'll tell you a story that if some friends of ours were moving from Arizona to Los Angeles and they had a very sick aloe vera plant. They had just been sitting on a patio of their apartment and gave it to us. And now we've got about 50 aloe vera plants in the backyard because Shirley just has the magic touch and she takes the time with them, you know. And maybe we all need to find something like that. Maybe you all need to be able to do something from... Um, that simple, and by the way, if anybody wants an aloe vera plant, we are overran, and I'm not kidding. Uh, um, let's see, Kevin Brown says, the woods, where is the wood from? Seattle, LOL. Um, no, Kevin, it's, uh, it, you know what, it's from, uh, it, it, it's from uh, Bob Rocky's noggin. Bob Rocky's on, on right now. We might go a couple minutes long because... Uh, uh, so much of y'all were having such a good time. 
Um, yeah, you know what? So today I had a certain amount of anxiety. And once again, my spiritual maintenance is usually based on not having that third cup of coffee. But I got into a place of anxiety. So I wanted to do a bunch of yard work. Because uh, I thought maybe I got coronavirus now. Maybe I got it. I was coughing when I woke up this morning. So I went out and busted my ass in the backyard. And I go, there, I don't think I have it because I just did a whole bunch of yard work. Glenn Roman's going to make fun of me for saying that I do yard work. He's on now. Uh, but I do, Glenn. I do. Okay. And I trim my own bushes. Uh, one of you will make a very cheesy joke about that. And I'm just waiting for it. So uh, maybe if we all set aside, if we're not, time to learn how to do something cool. If we can learn if, uh, if a, uh, a girl in her, oh, man, it just went off again. Okay. Oh no. We're, all right. We're back. We're back. Okay. If uh, uh if a girl in the uh, uh if a twenty year old girl or twenty three year old girl can take the time to go out into the woods and find a piece of wood and then carve that piece of wood all the way down and create a musical instrument that plays, if my wife can take a sick aloe vera plant and turn it into fifty plants. Maybe we can all find that simple thing we do that settles our spirit a little bit. Okay. Bob Rocky went. What? By the way. Uh, if you are in the uh, greater Phoenix area, we are going to venture out and do a live show. Glenn Roman says, I've trained you well. <laughs> we are going to venture out and do a live show, and we're going to do it June 28th at 7 p.m. Uh, what is it? Aloha. What's, what do you say? Aloha. Um... Uh, June 28th at 7 p.m. at Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale. Be a live show. Some of the people that are on this right now will be on the show. Bob Rocky will be on the show. Kevin Brown will be on the show. Uh, Glenn Roman's not going to be on the show. He could be, but he's in Colorado. Uh, let me see who else. Randy uh, will be on the show. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, David John. A lot of these guys go by non-diplumes. Not non-diplumes, but they go by um, AKAs. So uh, I can't tell you their, their actual names. Uh, let's see. Um, Abhinav replied. Abhinav replied to Abhinav. Oliver is great for burns. And he goes, I'm just that cool. All right. Listen, I didn't get to any music today, but I think we had a great discussion. It was a two-parter because we did uh, disappear for a couple of minutes because of some sort of connection issue. Uh, a couple things, you know, moving forward. I'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And with you, uh, we're coming up on, um, Bob Rocky says, 109 comics will be on the show. Well, there'll be 108 comics in you, Bob. So uh, uh, you're more of a curiosity. So uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be, we're coming up on our 100th show. We should do something special for our 100th show. This Sunday night, and look for tickets starting tonight on ComedySchools.com. Uh, this Sunday night, I will have uh, a, a Father's Day special uh, the Sunday night Zoom show, Tony Vizic Presents. Please buy a ticket for that show. And also, if you know anyone's ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, okay, uh, if you thought about anyone who's thought about doing stand-up comedy, tomorrow night, Tuesday, 6 p.m., Mountain Standard Time, free intro, citywide, statewide, national-wise, worldwide. Go to comedyschools.com, copy and paste the meeting ID and password, and join us tomorrow at 6 Till then, I got to go. I miss all you. I miss all you. So many of you uh, I know in person. Okay. Uh, I know. What was that? that makes no sense. I know you in person. I know so many of you I've, I've seen in person. 
Some of you grew up with some of your recent friends, but I'm glad, I'm glad we can all get together for a few moments like this on certain days. I'm so glad we had this time together. All right, I got to go. I'll be back tomorrow at 2. My name is Tony Vizic. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line on Comedy Schools, RadioNetwork.com, and Facebook Live. Bye-bye. And you too, YouTubers.